Welcome to Taking the Higher Road, a driver reach and freight waves production. I'm Leah Shaver, president and CEO of the National Transportation Institute. In Jeremy's absence, I'm thrilled to be your host for a conversation I have been looking forward to. On this show, we interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insight to the driver life cycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting and retention. Your feedback is very important to us. Please remember to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platform you are using to listen. Today, I am so excited to welcome Jennifer Hedrick, the president and CEO of the Women in Trucking Association. Jennifer, as a longtime member of Women in Trucking, a former director on the board, and someone who's forged lifelong relationships at WIT, I'm so glad to have you on for this conversation. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Leah. My plan for us today is big. It's to introduce you personally and professionally to our viewers and listeners to learn about where you want to steer women in trucking under your leadership and for you to coach us all on how we can continue to bring more gender diversity to our industry. It's a lot to cover, so let's get started. I want to start out with a question for you based on something you said to me when we first met, and I found it so interesting and inspirational and frankly I just have to ask, you said when you saw the job for president and CEO of the Women in Trucking Association was available, you were kind of in awe that it was even open and I could see your genuine interest. I can only imagine the personal excitement that you feel by having landed the job of your dreams in a role with so much potential. So curious, what makes it your dream job and why were you so drawn to leading women in trucking? Sure. It's a, it's a great question and one I'm excited to answer. You know, first of all, Women in Trucking has such a storied history, um, not only as an organization, but as an association. And I, as, as you said, I was a bit in awe that, uh, that the job was open and, and certainly excited to, um, to apply for it. And, you know, Women in Trucking is, is relatively young. It was started in 2007 by Ellen Voya and grew from just a couple hundred members to now well over 8,000 members. So it's, it's a strong association in a relatively short period of time. Um, and that to me just speaks to the, the need, the crucial need for this association. And that was, uh, of course, very attractive to me in, in applying for this position. And I, I've had the opportunity to work with Ellen Voya uh, as a mentor for the past several months as she transitions into retirement. Um, and that's been just a, a gift to me uh, as I grow in this role uh, with women in trucking. And I think also, uh, you know, I've had transportation experience uh, working with National Industrial Transportation League um, as their executive director for over five years. And uh, that being able to return to a transportation oriented uh, association was very appealing to me as well. So just, uh, you know, all around excited uh, for the opportunity and excited that I was chosen uh, for this to lead this phenomenal organization. Well, I do want to tie that into your background. As you mentioned, you have a strong history of leadership and association, some of it specifically in transportation. You bring experience to women in trucking that the association hasn't had before. Specifically, as an example, you live in Washington You have some experience lobbying as head of an association. So leading into our conversation specific to your mission and WIT's mission, what are some overlaps that you see experience in terms of growing the representation of women in transportation sectors and creating opportunities for advancement in your prior roles that would have well prepared you for leading women in trucking? Mm -hmm. Great question. Um, As I mentioned, I've I've worked with a transportation-focused organization, National Industrial Transportation League, and I've worked for other associations as well. 
um, here in the Washington, D.C. area. And, and they've had a focus on government affairs, both on the legislative and regulatory side. And, and as we all know, that's important to us as individuals. It's important to businesses to track and follow uh, government relations uh, so that we can certainly be able to convey our voice, but um, be able to, uh, you know, share those resources and, and grow from those um, benefits through through uh, governing governing bodies, particularly at the at the federal level. So I think being able to create and shape policies has definitely given me some experience, especially on the transportation side that I've been able to carry over thus far um, to Women in Trucking Association. It's been helpful in, in giving me greater understanding about the trucking industry, um, but also in in understanding the priorities of our members. And that's that's just truly so important. And we as association leaders need to have a keen understanding of of what our members are focusing on, you know, on a day-to-day basis on on all levels. So um, you know, women in trucking has not traditionally been a lobbying organization, but certainly we track uh, federal uh, regulations, proposed regulations, and and legislative activity, um, and so that's important for us to be knowledgeable about that, so that we can weigh in when the time is right uh, for us to do so as an as an organization. But I think overall, you know, government affairs and being um, aware of what's happening and lending a voice to that when appropriate is something that just truly advances the mission that we have. Um, as an organization. Well, speaking of leading women in trucking, you obviously have some big shoes to fill. You're replacing the founder and longtime head of WIT. And in its first 16 years, the association has accomplished a lot. Obviously, women in trucking is not done and all of its core missions still exist. So what could possibly be next? From a high level, and I assume it's a safe place to ask, where do you see yourself steering women in trucking from here today, tomorrow, and over, let's say, the next five years? Sure. So I, I think first and foremost, we've we've just approved, the board just approved our 2023 to 2025 strategic plan. So that's where that's where we're starting from. Uh, we have a terrifically engaged uh, board of directors, and that's exciting. And so there are opportunities. Uh, for them to uh, really advance the association, speak out on behalf of our organization and our members. And I know they're very excited to do that, and I'm happy to work with them on that. Um, one of the things that we're focusing on through the strategic plan is reengaging some of our committees and creating some new committees as well. So um, looking at things like uh, our partnership relationships, membership, things of that nature to grow the organization and expand opportunities for our members as well. We're tightening up some of our infrastructure internally so that as we grow as an organization, we can have the um, a solid infrastructure internally to to handle all of that, which is great. So, working with our staff team on on some of those more internal things, um, you know, the nuts and bolts that folks don't pay too much attention to uh, on the outside, but things that that we um, want to strengthen internally as well, and. Part of our plan, um, as I mentioned, is to is to grow, and we're hoping to grow our programs, including our Whitney um, uh, informational and educational trailer, and uh, also some of our other programs. Uh, we have an image team that goes out into the public and speaks with media, uh, speaks with potential members. Just really uh, is a strong voice of of driver drivers and others who speak on behalf of, of women in trucking. So we're excited to, to expand um, some of those types of programs as well. 
And I think, you know, one of the things that we focus on so intently is um, certainly gender, gender pay, gender um, equity. And it would be terrific at some point if we don't have to have those conversations. So normalizing those types of conversations, diversity, equity, inclusion, normalizing that, making those programs just part of every everyday um, conversations that, um, it, you know, will will end at some point, that that'll just be normal um, in the in the day to day operations of of everybody's business and in our lives as well. And we really like to increase our presence. You know, we we do have a, a small presence in in Canada and some other countries, and so being able to grow the women in trucking presence uh, globally is is a key initiative that we're working on as well. So that's kind of the a short short overview of of a lot of things, but um, that's that's really the broader picture that we're excited to focus on. Well, having inside experience um, at the strategic planning session in membership um, and just overall in the growth of of women in trucking, I can say that you rattled those off very quickly because I do know from the inside looking out that um, that was quite a list that you shared with us. And all of it excited me, um, again, having been a very active member since uh, 2015. So thank you for sharing in such detail. Um, Drilling into more specifics of your goals and the mission of women in trucking, I want to talk about the core components and ideals, growing the number of women in our industry, specifically the number of women working as professional drivers, which you mentioned a moment ago. Since the founding of WIT in 2007, the percentage of drivers that are women has grown from low single digits to high single digits to now reportedly over 10%. As we know, women make up about 51% of the U.S. workforce, but in transportation, we see far less than that in terms of representation in company leadership and far, far less than that in terms of women in driving jobs. How do we as an industry as individuals, as motor carriers and businesses and associations like WIT, et cetera, push that number even higher to 15% to 20% and even 25% or more? Another great question, Leah. So, you know, as you know, so much of what we do is education um, and removing barriers to entry. And so part of that is educating the general public on um, careers in transportation um, from the driver to the C-suite and helping them understand that these careers are accessible, they're flexible, they're self-sustaining and well-paying, and they provide opportunities for for career advancement. So driving um, driving a truck to being in a, in a corporate environment, these are all opportunities that we promote here um, in Women in Trucking and strive to uh, as, as we talked about, you know, already getting more women in the transportation uh, profession. And so we um, we start early. You know, I mentioned briefly the Whitney trailer. We have a, a trailer that we call Whitney, and uh, she travels all over the United States and provides education to a number of, of groups of, of individuals and often young girls, schools and Girl Scouts and in community program offerings and that sort of thing. And so you can go into Whitney, the trailer, and be educated through a variety of interactive activities. We also have a simulator, uh, a truck driving simulator. So you can sit sit down for a couple of minutes and and get to understand what it feels like to actually drive a truck. So, um, so we are providing these educational opportunities so that folks can get, at a very young age, young girls can get exposure to not only driving, but the the transportation um, 
the transportation sector as a whole. And then we do have, Women in Trucking has a foundation that provides um, education and also resources. So uh, they have a scholarship program that offers opportunities for those pursuing a commercial driver's license uh, to obtain scholarships through the foundation. So again, education, creating opportunities for women, that's how we continue to increase the number of women um, in the transportation sector. One of the inherent reasons that women in trucking exist is to address issues unique to women in the industry and issues that often act as roadblocks to bringing women into the industry. Those could include issues like personal safety, family leave policies for when a woman is pregnant and goes on parental leave, recognition of professional accomplishments. What is your approach to addressing these issues as head of women in trucking? Sure. So um, one of the uh, one of the pieces of our mission, as I've already mentioned, is to li- to eliminate barriers, and um, those are you know barriers of of entry in whatever shape or form they may they may take, um, and we do that through a number of of different uh, diverse offerings. You know, we have white papers, we have webinars, we have other programs um, that educate members and those interested in the industry, um, either as you know, to become more informed or joining, um, you know, so that they're more educated, so that they understand what are some of the uh, topics that are of importance uh, to the industry, both now um, and historically, and also understand, you know, best practices and that sort of thing as well. And our staff team and our board leadership, um, our volunteer leaders are, are very committed to understanding current practices, current issues, and can speak to those and can communicate um, with others um, on those particular issues. And, and that's really important too. And we also have, as I mentioned, an image team that speaks to the media and, and more broadly. So, you know, we want to be sure that uh, we are we are well-versed and, and well-educated on issues and can be um, a voice on behalf of the organization and behalf of women um, in, the, in the profession as well. I'd, I'd like to promote our annual conference, Accelerate Conference and Expo that'll be held in Dallas, Texas, November 5th through 8th. It's really a terrific opportunity to not only network with folks um, in the Women in Trucking and Broader membership, but also um, become educated on, on current topics as well. We have driver-focused um, education that we're starting this year. We have a specific driver track that we're developing and really excited about. And then we also have tracks for Um, things such as HR, supply chain, that sort of thing for others that are in the corporate side um, and, you know, want to be sure that they, they get the education uh, that they need as well. But, but that's just, it's a terrific event. We are expecting over 2000 people. Information is on our website now. Uh, Registration is already, is already occurring. So, um, you know, the, we have a a range of different um, educational programs. And then we also, want to be sure that we're recognizing accomplishments. That's a key part of our mission as well. So we have a number of different award programs for individuals and for companies uh, so that we can champion the successes um, of our members. That's that's really, um, really important. And, and certainly to highlight the stories of the phenomenal uh, women that we have who are part of Women in Trucking, who are making a difference um, in the in the trucking profession. So that's all of that is is a key part of, of who we are and, and something that um, I know as a staff team and our, and our volunteer leaders are just so happy to, to speak about. Well, I can say from my personal experience of being a three-term board member and chairing the membership committee, 
I can also attest to the amazing organization that Women in Trucking is and how much it offers to members in terms of mentorship, networking, education, and finding a purpose in our industry beyond just our day-to-day jobs. I've built lifelong relationships and friendships within WIT myself, and it's such an amazing resource for women in our industry seeking a community that supports them, which By the way, for first-time conference attendees, that's the number one piece of feedback that I would hear personally was what a unique and experience um, and resource for them as an individual and then also as part of their organization. But for those in the industry who aren't members, specifically the women in our industry who haven't joined, what's your pitch for them to join Women in Trucking? And I believe you have an ambitious growth goal over the next 10 years, right? to more than triple membership in that time. So tell us about your pitch and why everyone in our industry should consider becoming a member. Sure. So we we do have a very ambitious uh, growth goal. Uh, we're calling it 25 by 25, and we'd like to have 25,000 members by our 25th year um, of existence, which is 2032. So uh, focused on that growth um, and and providing, you know, associated content and programming and deliverables as we as we scale up um, as well. And it really it's 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 a number, um, but it's it's something that really represents a desire to provide more resources. It's not just a grow a, a goal to grow. Um, we want to continue to bring the value that women in trucking has provided over many years. And we will, you know, do that as we as we scale up the organization um, as well. And I I've been with Women in Trucking for just over five months now, um, and I have to say that the passion <laughs> that exists, I I know Leah, just in our in our conversations and the passion that you bring and in the experience that you've had with Women in Trucking, it's it's just spread all over the organization. And I've just talked to so many people who feel the same way, and so that excitement that comes. With being um, a member of Women in Trucking, I, I just, you know, my my question to folks is, why wouldn't you want to be a member of this of this organization? Um, you know, we create opportunities for women, and that strengthens individuals, it strengthens businesses, and it strengthens the industry and the entire U.S. economy and supply chain. And so, the impact is broad. Um, and so again, why wouldn't you want, <laughs> why wouldn't you want to be a part of that, um, and, and, and enjoy, you know, the benefits and the camaraderie that, that is just rampant across women in trucking. Well, I'll answer for all of our listeners and say challenge accepted. Uh, that brings us to our deeper dive segment, a listener submitted question. This one comes from an operations professional at a fleet. She writes that she has an individual membership with WIT, and she's been trying to convince her company to join as a corporate member and promote WIT at the corporate level. She wants to know what her pitch should be to the company, what advice you would offer her to sell the value of a corporate membership to her stakeholders. Sure. That's a that's a great question. Um, I, I think first and foremost, when you join Women in Trucking, you have access to over 8,000 people. Right away. So, so think about that. I mean, think you're growing your network by eight thousand people. And so, if you're if you're a company, um, you know that's something that could be very attractive uh, to you. And you're learning across the industry. You're connecting with people across the industry that may do similar things or different things. But that value um, is innate immediately. Um, and I would say, you know, joining as a corporate member gives benefits beyond um, just an individual membership. Uh, corporate membership, you're you're involving your entire team. So 
if you've got a team of, of 10 individuals, you now have 10 people who have access to all of the offerings that Women in Trucking has versus just one individual. Um, so, you know, all of the resources and, um, you know, companies can participate in our awards program as well in, for such um, recognition as top companies to work for, as that's just one example. Um, and then, you know, often we will visit our member companies um, to provide presentations or speak on certain topics. And that's something that um, companies are entitled to participate in as um, a broader member within uh, corporate corporate membership. Um, and, you know, what we've seen in, in our um, through our members is the exposure that uh, our our corporate um, and larger members receive and our partner members receive through um, just being a, a part of women in trucking is is significant and and that is a that's a key benefit certainly across um, across a broader uh, space as well um, and I would just say finally you know you have one if you've one knowledgeable person who's connected to women trucking think about if you've got 10 people who have, all of the connections and are benefiting from the resources and are reading the materials and participating in the webinar, that's going to strengthen your company and you're going to have more advocates and, and a, a more informed workforce. Um, if you're, you know, part of a broader membership of women in trucking. Excellent. Well, I have two more questions for you. Sure. The first, uh, growing the number of women working in trucking isn't just a gender issue. It's an age and demographics issue as well, aka to more effectively recruit women. We also need to be more effective in recruiting younger people as well. What's your approach to growing the interest in trucking careers among younger generations like Gen Z and millennials? And how do you see that tying into WIT's mission of making trucking a more attractive career for women of all ages? Sure. And, and we've touched on this a little bit before, and it really just, it goes back to education. You know, our part of our mission um, is to be sure that we are uh, eliminating barriers and providing resources and opportunities for, for our members and for women in general across transportation. And so we have student memberships. We have Whitney, the trailer that I mentioned, um, that we have uh, Whitney at Girl Scout events, community events, um, schools. We have a lot of um, uh, Whitney travels far and wide <laughs> over the course of the year and is really a terrific resource for educating uh, young girls about the trucking profession. As I mentioned, from driver uh, opportunities all the way up to to being a leader of, of a corporation. Um, we do also work with colleges and universities and supply chain programs uh, specifically to, um, you know, make sure that that uh, students have an opportunity to understand what the world looks like in in transportation once you get out of college and the opportunities that are available. Uh, we do have a significant social media presence, and so we try to use that uh, to educate as well. And then we also have just so many women in our organization, women and men, who want to be mentors and want to raise up this new generation um, of workers. And so, you know, many of them are, are speaking at different events or mentoring folks who have just come out of school, that sort of thing, to make sure that they have an ally as they move ahead in their careers. So a, a really multi-pronged approach to this, but it all just goes back to truly to, to education and making sure that folks are informed. Well, I can tell you um, a fair amount of my day is spent consulting with companies on 
um, changing the the look and feel of the organization as it is today to get more in touch with the future generations. And certainly, mentorship is on the top of our advocacy list. And frankly, uh, I've participated in and led a mentorship session at the Women in Trucking Conference. It's always full um, and very popular. And I can also tell you that the companies with the uh, highest percentages of women that operate in the trucking industry also have mentorship programs built in inherently. Um, women want to mentor and they also want to be mentored. Um, they really value connection. We value connection, right? And um, so I would absolutely applaud uh, exactly what you said and, and tell you that we actually find that the data supports that. Um, last question for today. You uh, not only mentioned this to me when we met, but you also talk about this in your public bios online. Um, you value feedback and interaction with members and understanding what's important to them. In fact, I think you said this to me earlier. Um, you write about the value of trust in relationships, uh, transparency, and that your members' needs are your highest priority. What's important to them is important to you. So how can people engage with you? What's your plan to meet more members? And if we want to reach out ourselves, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Sure. So, I, you know, I, as as you said, it, it meeting our members and um, being transparent and available to our members is just so important to me. And um, I've been doing that already since I've since I've started. I would with Women in Trucking, I would say I've probably met hundreds of people thus far. And it's not an exaggeration <laughs> through conferences uh, and, and our salute to women behind the wheel at the Mid-America Truck Show. Um, I've been to some other uh, events where I've been speaking and this week actually I'm, I'm headed to Philadelphia for the Home Delivery World Conference um, and the range of, of events that we've been attending both for um, our member companies and for um, with other organizations uh, has has been long and and that'll continue. So it'll be important uh, for me to continue to be out there meeting folks personally um, as as well as uh, on Zoom, you know, I, I certainly open um, I, I certainly open opportunities. Of, let me just start that again. <laughs> uh, it's important to me to uh, be out there meeting with our members, and it's um, also an opportunity for me to uh, connect with folks in person. But I offer uh, to anyone opportunities to meet on Zoom, phone call, that kind of thing. Want to be accessible. I want to hear feedback. Um, and so, you know, folks can reach me via LinkedIn. They can reach me via email, jennifer at womenintrucking.org uh, and set up time. Uh, you know, it's the conversations and the feedback that we have will help us grow the organization, strengthen women in trucking, and uh, just give me an opportunity to meet um, meet our members, which is really, truly important to me. Well, as a member, I happen to know that you do say yes to those invitations since I invited you right here. And I want to say it was such a pleasure uh, to get to know you personally. And I want to thank you so much for sharing your story and joining us here on Taking the Higher Road. Thank you, Leah. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Yes, ma'am. And thanks to you for joining me on another episode of Taking the Higher Road. Remember, you can submit any questions or comments, including those that appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review your highest rating of Taking the Higher Road on whatever platform you listen, specifically on the episodes that I have gladly uh, hosted here for you today. Until next time, thank you for Taking the Higher Road. Mm -hmm.